Welcome to the Wild Teal Podcast. For more information about my online courses like Yoga for Busy People, visit wildteal.com. And for information on my alchemical crystal and stone elixirs, visit obsidianbutterflyelixirs.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all the goodness to come. Welcome back, my beauties. It's been a long time since we were able to sit down and talk like this. In fact, since the last podcast, a whole fall and winter has passed, and it's spring here again in Appalachia. We've just had some amazing rains, and everything is glowing green. Absolutely beautiful storm last night that was blowing the tops of the trees. You could hear them creaking in the wind. The rain was pelting down on our tin roof. I slept really well. And as a result, I'm recording inside today because that beautiful river that I I love to have in the background of these podcasts is a little bit too loud today. She is really, really rushing, and it's fun to go out and watch her tumble over the rocks and see that water rise and listen to her. Um, and I want to share that with you. So in the show notes, if you go to the wildteal.com website, um, in the show notes for this episode four, you'll be able to see some video that I took of the river rushing this morning. And seeing all this rain just steeps me in gratitude because last year, I mean, I, I always love rain, but last year we had a terrible drought here in Appalachia, and that's unusual for us. This is a temperate rainforest. We usually get a lot of rain. And it was really hard on the plants and the animals and the people. We had a lot of fires. So I really pray that the months of April and May would be really filled with rain, and that prayer has been answered, um, which is really joyful. And the thing about spring, I think, is that it is a time of wild gratitude. And that's what this episode is all about. And how we can cultivate gratitude, more deep gratitude in our life, by once again looking to nature for our cues. If we look at spring, if we look at the season, we can see, you know, we're coming out of the depths of winter, the dying time, when everything is quiet and everything has has died back and gone underground. And often, for us humans, it's a time to kind of die back and go underground. We talked about that in the last episode, this liminal period that happens in the autumn and in the winter, when we can go underground, go into the underworld, and just reassess our life, spend some time quietly sitting. At least that's what I hope we can do. Sometimes it's hard to do that in this busy, busy world. We have to insist upon it. We have to carve out that time to rest because it's so essential. So then in the spring, we can come back and we can begin to blossom. We can begin to leaf out. And this is where our gratitude can really come into its fullness. We can look back at everything that we've shed during the winter and we can step forward feeling grateful for that process and grateful for this rebirth. And I think I really feel deeply that our ability to feel gratitude 
is directly connected to our capacity to give and receive love. The more we can stay steeped in wild, abundant, overflowing gratitude in our life, the more we can give and receive love. We see nature doing this, it seems, so easily. We see the plants reaching up for these spring rains. We see the animals coming down to the rushing river to drink, or just being able to drink from puddles up in the forest. I see the butterflies. My husband and I were hiking last weekend, and there were just more butterflies than I think I've ever seen. And they were alighting in these little puddles and drinking water and flittering around. They were so beautiful. And you could see the gratitude in their actions. When I look at the earth now around me on my farm, I see everything rising up to meet everything else. It's like they're all shaking hands. The trees and the grass are shaking hands with the rain, the sun. Everyone is happy to see each other again. And there doesn't seem to be any conditions put on this, right? Wild gratitude just gives and receives and is grateful without any big attachments. And so I'd like to share a short poem from the 14th century Persian poet and spiritual mystic Hafiz. And I think it embodies this idea of wild gratitude perfectly. He says, Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, You owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights up the whole sky. Isn't that beautiful? That unconditional love that lets gratitude flow freely, that opens our hearts. That's what we can see in the modeling of nature. But I think the problem is with us humans that we can find it very difficult to find gratitude when things are very gray and very dim and difficult. It's easy to feel gratitude for the fun and beautiful things when you're the the going, everything's going my way things, those days. It's easy to feel gratitude for the obvious things in our life that we feel we are receiving the, you know, the, the people, the places. That can be easier, although sometimes we, we can forget that too. It's good to have a gratitude journal. It's good to have something that helps us to be prompted back to that state when we leave it. And also to record all the things that are bright and beautiful in our life. I feel like I've always been someone very steeped in gratitude, but I still do this in my journal. Sometimes I just write page after page in list form of all the things I'm grateful for. And the list usually starts the same. It starts with my husband and my dog Bhakti and all of my beautiful family and my deepest, most loving, caring friends that I'm surrounded by. And of course, nature the land that I live on, this whole beautiful Pachamama, this planet that we all share together. For the safety of a roof over my head, for hot running water 
Every single time I take a shower, I say a prayer of gratitude for hot running water because that's not something that everyone has and I don't take it for granted. So it's nice to make those lists to remind ourselves, you know, either on paper or or just in our minds. But what about these hard days that we were just talking about? What about the ones that really threaten to break us? to shatter not only our gratitude, but our hearts. To shatter our hearts in a way that makes them toughen up, become shielded, impenetrable, so that we can feel neither love nor gratitude. I'm reading a book right now called A Man Called Uwe, and I'll put that in the show notes. And it's all about that. It's about this man, this character who is really suffering with a lot of things that have hardened him. So what do we do when our heart and our gratitude is threatened in this way? How can we get back to that place of wild gratitude that doesn't ask anything, that never says you owe me, that is like the earth and the sky and the sun? And I think the way that we can do that is to sit down and become quiet, to open our hearts and let flow freely whatever we're really feeling. Because if something is afflicting us, if we're feeling ungrateful, if we're feeling hardened up, to just push that away and make a long laundry list of all the things that we're grateful for, it may work. But we're denying something that is real, that is there, that is present for us, that needs to be acknowledged and heard. And I'll always encourage you to feel everything that you're really feeling, to let it flow, to acknowledge it, to give it a seat at the table. And so if there's something that's really hard, sit down with it. Let the tears flow. Let the words flow. Be in a safe space where you can do this. Maybe you need a physical action to get the energy of this that that is becoming stagnant and blocked up. That's what this feeling of a lack of gratitude, of a hardening heart is about. Maybe you need to do some yoga or go for a run or just smash your hands into a pillow and scream. Whatever it might be, find a safe space to do this and let everything flow first. And then when you feel more settled, more calm, when you feel that heart opening beginning to take place again, then put your hands over your heart and say first this mantra, this prayer of gratitude. I am grateful for you. And then say your own name and say it again, I am grateful for you and then your name. Because gratitude and love must begin in our own hearts for ourselves. This is the place to begin to sow the seed that can grow and that can reach out into the whole world. So go back to that place and say thank you 
thank you, thank you to yourself for your life, for all that you are. Because everything that you are is just perfect as it is. Everything that you are is enough. Acknowledge that with your whole heart. Start from there and put no conditions on it. And then from there, you can begin to widen that circle. Just with whatever comes to mind first, whatever you feel like in that moment, you can feel wild, abundant gratitude for. Let that flow in and say thank you. Say it out loud so that you can hear it echoed back, mirrored back to you. And then keep going. Just let it flow. Let it flow like this river. Let it shine like the sun. Let each new piece of gratitude create and greet the next piece. Just keep going as long as you can. Just keep feeling and speaking your words of gratitude. Another thing I like to do when I feel my gratitude feeling constricted, feeling small, like it's no longer wild and abundant, that it's becoming conditional, is to pick one thing that has been hard for me to feel gratitude for and to give that some of my time and my focus. And so what I'll do is I'll sit down in meditation with that one thing and I will just begin by offering it love and gratitude unconditionally. And when the negative aspects of that creep up, I will just let those things be present, acknowledge them, thank them for coming, but then let them flow on, let them move on. So let me give you an example in my own life. I've always been a very strong and athletic person, and I've always had deep gratitude for my body. It's allowed me to be physically active, to work hard with my body, to be a yoga teacher, to do all these things. But I am half Italian, and I have big thighs. I have big, strong quadriceps and gluteal muscles. And sometimes it doesn't always, they don't always fit so perfectly in my clothes. Um, Even when I'm very trim, they, you know, are still bigger thighs. And so I think in part because of the conditioning of the overculture and the ideas that we are um, told to believe about bodies, particularly women's bodies, sometimes I feel some shame, some lack of gratitude, some um, discontent with the size of my thighs. Seems like a simple thing, maybe, you know, even a silly thing sometimes to be so caught up or dissatisfied with some aspect of our body like this. But anyone who's ever felt it, and I'm, I'm thinking that most of you out there have, knows that it can be very afflictive and very upsetting. So when I find myself experiencing this again, I turn it around by having gratitude for what these Italian thighs really are these big quadricep muscles that help me to do so much. They help me to walk up and down these huge hills in my, at my farm and do work to carry big buckets of water or heavy equipment, really with some ease. 
They have taken me hiking all around the world for days and days, long days of hiking up in the high Andes in Peru, for hiking across these Appalachian mountains, hiking in Alaska. They've carried me over all this beautiful, beautiful world. They've made me be able to run fast and play soccer and do other sports, be a good sprinter. They've helped me to have strength and balance and agility in my yoga practice. I feel like they even keep me warm. (laughs) You know, having a little bit of extra flesh does that for us. That's a good thing. So that's a little example from my own life of finding gratitude in my body, even in a part that sometimes I may feel dissatisfied with. Because as I do that, as I flip that and turn and look at it another way, I can see that this part of my body is so beautiful and my love for it, my appreciation and my gratitude grows. So if you're experiencing something like that, sit down with it, give it some time and attention. Maybe part of the reason you feel that way is because it feels neglected. Give that part of yourself and your life attention, begin to cultivate it, talk to it with love and gratitude, and I promise you that you'll see amazing changes. One more thing that I'd like to share as a practice for gratitude is looking for gratitude mentors, looking for people that you can find in your life, people that you know, maybe people that you don't know, but they're just out there in the world that you see that are so steeped in love and gratitude. And just take a little bit of that energy in from them. Watch them, see how they do this, how they go about it. And just feel that. You know, sometimes having a mentor is is a really wonderful way of experiencing something that we're not quite feeling yet. Those people are an inspiration. And that's what we're here to do is to inspire and support each other. So I want to end this podcast and leave you with a prayer. And prayer is a very powerful thing. And mantra is a kind of prayer, um, a prayer that we might repeat from um, a book from a piece of scripture is wonderful. But I think the greatest prayers that we can say are the ones that come directly out of our own heart, out of our own inner spirit, spontaneously, just in the moment. And I find that those prayers within myself always seem to come back to the same two words, and that is thank you. And there's another wonderful part of a poem from Rumi, another mystic poet that says, if you only say one prayer in your day, make it thank you. It's so wonderful. If you only say one prayer in your day, make it thank you. I think it might be the only prayer that we need. So as you go about your day today or into your evening, find new ways, new opportunities to say a gratitude prayer, to say thank you, to open your heart, to feel and to give and receive love. You can say your thank you, you can sing it, you can write it. 
Whatever you do, just live it. So I leave you with that and with my deepest gratitude and thanks for your presence, for your love in this world, for everything that you're offering. Please don't stop offering it. Offer it with love and with gratitude. Bring it out into the world in the most wonderful, biggest, best ways that you can because we need you. We need you so much. So until next time, walk in peace, walk in beauty, walk in gratitude, and live your wild. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I welcome you and invite you to connect with me more. Visit wildteal.com for online classes, for wonderful blog posts, for one-on-one work with me, and visit obsidianbutterflyelixirs.com for alchemical stone and plant medicines. Blessings and namaste.